2: Hello, all you beautiful gamers. As per usual, welcome back to the Esports Rewind podcast. My name is Jake. This is Zane. Hello, Sam. hey. Hey. <laughs>
1: You're gonna confuse people, you know, going with Zane then immediately like, followed by Zan. I'm, I'm gonna
2: hurt my heart today. Like every time I laugh, my chest really hurts. So let's keep it to a minimum. But how are yeah, you absolutely. doing this week, man? It's you know, been wild.
1: Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week, you know, ups and downs definitely. Certainly. Uh, but you know, we're ending the week on a strong note with the podcast. You know, always happy to be here. Certainly
2: so, and we're gonna keep on talking about some great topics. We are so glad you guys can join us on whatever platform you are watching or listening here to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Let's get it rolling. Mm. And
1: first off and foremost, going to slap you around a little bit Ooh, here. Okay, okay. <laughs> little front-hand, back-hand I action. You, man, I can't laugh today. You're the one who started it. That's not my fault.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, either way, we have talked a lot about Valorant trash talk. Mm. I think Valorant is a rising scene, as we have well noted. Indeed. Even during these very troublesome times of a pandemic going around, we've seen so many gigantic esports organizations uh, give note to Valorant with its rise and slowly but surely unraveling more events. Mm-hmm. And first strike so far for North America has been very fun. TSM versus Sentinels, 100Ts, trash talk here and there. People still hating on 100T. Uh, There are some moments, though, in time that trash talk is certainly taken probably a bit too far, and unfortunately so. One of the very first Valorant Pro controversies, if if I might add. Mm -hmm. Luckily enough, I think there's a few more select viewers on the podcast, but I do want to talk about this kind of stuff because it's a continual note of whether or not you are on stream, or not on stream, some of the things you really should not be saying, and certainly an instance this past week, which I I spoke very briefly to you about, is a FaZe Clan Valorant Pro, known as Marv, choosing Mm. to say some things on stream about another pro's girlfriend. And this coming a couple days after the adorable clip of tens and his girlfriend, the lights on or yeah, off clip, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is, I mean, amazing to see. And uh, if you guys want a quick TLDR, there was a clip that surfaced where, unfortunately, it was Shanks as well as Marved. Marved was the one who spoke and is a current Phase Clan Valorant pro. Said some very, very um, disturbing things about another mm. pro, that being Tenz and his girlfriend. About I really don't want to go into detail about exactly what was said.
1: Engaging in you know inappropriate actions with Tenz's girlfriend. Yeah, it was pretty
2: vulgar what was said as well. I just want to quickly say for a guy like Tenz, you know, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of pro players out there who even I'm I know I know he has heard that clip Mm -hmm. and said nothing publicly. Now Marv has apologized as one should. He actually uh, let me know he apologized privately, and then he took Twitter very shortly to apologize publicly without necessarily saying exactly what it was because it's not a moment. You want you want out there. clearly. Of course, yeah. Um I think it puts us in these tricky shoes where we talk about these things. It's it's not fun mm-hmm. but I, I it's you know, it's part of the job, right? You're gonna talk about the good, you're gonna talk about the bad. And no matter who this is, if this kind of clip comes up, I like to think that we would cover it. And it's just um I bet a constant reminder. Whether or not you are streaming, you got to be respectful. You got to be responsible, especially when you represent something like Face Clan, right? Mm-hmm. Like you represent, an organi- you represent an organization, and you know pe- the way people portray you they will begin to portray the organization you represent, and that's that's the only way I can really word it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I come at these situations from the perspective of someone who, I've never said anything like this on a call, on like Skype calls, Discord calls, no matter how late at night it is, if I even if I'm like under the influence or anything, like you know, this type of stuff would just never come out of my mouth, but I always try to see it from the other person's perspective, right, and even then, I gotta imagine, if you're in a situation with your boys, you know, you know that, hey, these are my my lads, they're comfortable with the you're very very close friends yeah 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 even then i just think at this point it's just a dumb move to have these types of conversations while playing games online with your friends because at this point especially for somebody who's in a content creation organization in a world where everything is recorded things get clipped constantly why would you even put yourself in this position it just it's just not it's not the move leaving out any moral you know aspects yeah. of this yeah, yeah just from a pure logical standpoint like why even do this
2: yeah but either way i wanted to get your two cents on mm. that what you guys think as well and i would say at the end of the day the way that kai that's Tenz's girlfriend, and the way that tyson that is tens reacted i mean uh, top notch because i, I mm-hmm. do personally think if it was even more notable pros from other esports scenes this would have gone public oh, this and would have gone much huge, much more viral yeah. Uh, but yeah it's a, it's a learning lesson for all those involved mm-hmm. for
1: sure and hopefully they take the lesson hopefully so All right, Jake. You know what? Let's uh, dance a little bit on the wild side and diverge off the uh, well-beaten path for us, and talk about Rainbow Six Siege a Mm. little bit. A little bit of drama this past week, huh? Yeah, a little, a little tiny, tiny smidgen. Yeah. It's you know, more than a smidgen. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, being <laughs> I know, a little I bit either. reductive there. <laughs> but anyway, you know, for those of you who are not aware, we've been seeing a little bit of an issue with the former e United roster in Rainbow Six Siege in the past week. Uh, e United uh, just in the few, last few months decided to leave the R six scene, uh, mostly in part due to the pandemic. And, you know, the lack of stability and consistency in a scene like R6. You know, the org itself just, you know, felt like it was the right time to make their exit. However, their pro league roster had already qualified for the 2021 season. You know, very solid roster, very competitive pros. And they clearly indicated their interest to remain involved going into 2021. However, we now have a ruling from Ubisoft that says, unfortunately, they will not be allowed to do so. Now this is a weird one, because the reason that Ubisoft uh, provided that these pros would not be allowed to compete is because they no longer are represented by an org, which, you know, in a way, I guess, hey, it kind of makes sense. Very, very, very kind of small part yes. of makes sense, right? Like, you know, you, I can understand why a company would like to have a direct relationship with an organization involved in their pro league. You know, that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but. The issue here is the lack of communication with the players, as we realized that, uh, according to head coach of this ex-United roster, uh, Meepy, they found out at the same time as everybody else, in the same Twitter announcement that Ubisoft made, after weeks, if not months, of Mipi trying to get in contact with Ubisoft to clarify exactly what was going on. That...
2: Cannot happen, right? There's obviously going to be very tiny stringents of this story that Mm. are very, very difficult for us to understand. Mm. But at the very, very baseline of what a lot of people have seen, if any—and we've seen this before. Yeah. Players or teams find out they are done or fired via a breaking report, Mm. via a tweet, via a teammate— and not actual staff or management, or in this case, Ubisoft. Not even PR, you're not mean, even like a like, slight heads up. How are you going to, you know, this could be very detrimental to a future of these Absolutely. guys, right? How do you not at the very least have that kind of decency? Hmm. And that's where I see it from because it's just the disrespect in that regard. Hmm. And of course you can add on other stories as well that I've covered in the past from like the Counter-Strike scene to your point. It does make sense from a business perspective. You want to have a bigger brand tied to your players. Um, it's a rare case though to see these players that do qualify now not attached. Uh Uh, We've seen it formerly ESL Pro League for CSGO. There was a lot of rules based around like, okay, majority of the roster, they now own that spot or vice versa in some esports, the org always owns the spot for Mm. for a variety of reasons. But yeah, this one obviously mostly sucks for the former players
1: yeah absolutely i think yeah we're 100 percent agreed on that it is completely unacceptable for any company to make this type of decision without at least giving the players like hey some kind of heads up yeah hey you don't have your spot for the next season, you know, well, well in advance. Like, imagine being one of those players and reading the tweet and finding
2: out, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? Or getting DMs
1: from your friends, like, oh yeah, you just lost your job, right? Like, that's that's completely unacceptable. And complicated even further by the fact that in that same announcement, uh, Ubisoft announced that another team without an org, rent-free, would actually be taking their spot.
2: Oh, and forgive me, all the listeners, this is one of the stories I didn't have time to actually look into this week, so that's why we made it a podcast topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> have E-United have members spoken up about this as well? I uh, imagine our former E-United for, members. Former
1: E-United members have spoken up completely baffled, taken by surprise, shocked. Very, you know, we've got statements from the entire essentially r6 community just not understanding what's going on here very similar to situations we saw earlier in the year with luminosity yeah. as well as the evil geniuses roster from r6 it's where a
2: confusing scene to keep up with with everything else going on because <laughs> yeah, it is just <laughs> ubisoft
1: is like twitch they don't like to say they don't like to clarify things
2: because i remember seeing intero's, uh, intero's tweet about this well mm. i call him int because it's just i mispronounce things all the time uh-huh. so i just call him int. i think it's
1: intero yeah,
2: yeah i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i always i call Gold the wrong thing too but uh, i saw his tweet about it is there a general sentiment if you don't. Mind I mean is that, mm. is this E. United? Is this Ubisoft? Is this, you
1: know, the players? E. United is behind or? their players 100%. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I've got a statement from their uh, United head of marketing that I'd like to get into in a second. Please but do, yes. Yeah, just to clarify real quick, and this is not even like 100% of clarification, because technically this isn't even coming from Ubisoft. But... Because uh, I did want to really quickly say that, because yeah. certainly when you see these
2: headlines, when you see people like in a row... Uh, I, I love you, bro. You know, you know I do. Um, Intero, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he keeps on tweeting these kind of things. There's a lot of people out there who will not look into this situation. They mm-hmm. see United and they're like, it's their fault.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's your you know, fault. A so lot it, of the time, yeah, you do immediately go to the org and you're yeah. like, yeah, these are your people. Why aren't you looking out for them? But it does seem like United tried to, you know, do their best. They allowed these players, you know, usage of their team house throughout through the end of the year. You know, they didn't weren't kicking them out immediately or anything. You know, trying to support them in the ways they could. Yeah. Uh, you know, real quick to circle back to the rent free situation apparently that may not be as clear-cut as ubisoft made it sound in the statement by ubisoft it very much sounded like they're just slotting in rent free into the position that this united roster formerly had right according to the captain of the sonics though it's not quite that clear-cut perhaps they're, they're just saying that uh rent free was a challengers league team they have the opportunity to claim that spot if they find an org so theoretically, okay. Okay. That makes a no more race sense. between E United. we can get signed? Yeah, yeah, which is also its kind own of level of messed sketchy, up. right? That's so messed like up. Like, we're like only going to,
2: and again, well, you guys got to forgive us on the, uh-huh. on the very, very minute details. Yeah, of course. We're not our but six people on this yeah. level. But. but, I mean, you got, like, that's just in itself is like, we will represent or allow the first team to be represented mm. with a spot.
1: And go yeah, that was not at all clear in Ubisoft's statement like I would not have all thought that, that that's what they were getting at unless I had heard this statement from Sonic's captain, you know, and just to get back to the United like, you know, the support from the org. Here's a quick statement from their, uh, you know, director of marketing. Uh, he said, imagine working in a company and your boss quits. And then instead of you showing up to work the next day to continue working, the boss's boss tells you that you and your team are not allowed to work there anymore. He goes on to say the focus for these esports leagues has to focus on uh, sustainability and protection for esports organizations that invest hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars, in the ecosystems. And protections need to be put in place to protect players, the true lifeblood. Which I think that's a fantastic statement. Hundred percent agree there.
2: Yeah, and it's certainly I guess to uh, you know close this one on some note. It's very difficult, mm. especially for a game like R six. You know where it is at. Mm. I wouldn't say it is thriving, but it's certainly a game that we we saw a while back with possibilities, yeah. um, great possibilities to support organizations and players, and I think it's going to be a, a tough balance for Rising Esports to find a way to support and back the orgs, but also the players, right? Because they're mm-hmm. both, players are making the investment of time, and orgs are making the investment of money, mm-hmm. and so you have to weigh and balance, you know, protect them and make them in some way financially sustainable for both your game as well as then to partake in it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough balance though, right? It's not yeah, easy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the major the major holdup here is a lot of time, unfortunately, the publishers. I mean, not to get too deep into some things that we've heard off the record, but I've heard a lot of similar issues from CDL, OWL, yep. in terms of the yes. publishers making really rough decisions that put players and orgs in really unfortunate places.
2: Not something I want to dive into, yeah. but certainly I've heard s- things around the same realm and mm. those even more so those are franchise leagues right they yeah, are built yeah. for sustainability they are built to make this a long-term play we'll and they are long seeing OWL last <laughs> yeah and, and they are seeing some of the biggest struggles so yeah. um, United's former squad certainly it seems like uh, you know a very unfortunate situation
1: yeah. we can only hope for the best is there even a best case scenario now hard to say hopefully they make it out okay though uh, you know we're gonna send our all of our best wishes to those people for sure we'll see what happens
2: all right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsor. Now that football is back in full swing, you might not be a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all your great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag That's Blue Wire, all one word. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. And 2020 has reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever. So when every hire is critical, Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site, helping you find quality candidates quickly. Indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short- shortlist of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do 73% of online job seekers in the US visit Indeed each month which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring right now Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts which means more quality candidates will see it fast try Indeed out with a $75 credit at indeed.com/bluewire this is their best offer available anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. And I'll probably make this a bit of a quicker one, but we talked about it in the recap as well. That mm. being leaks, leaks potentially Ooh. stopping some big deals. That's
1: spicy stuff. It's certainly a, a bit spicy, <laughs>
2: and I, I do want to clarify. Yeah, uh, you know, actually, I want to add. Just kind of pick your brain off the top. Mm, if shoot, you guys shoot. missed it this past week, we first talked about L.A. Thieves, Hunter Thieves, their Call of Duty team, and the return to Call of Duty. Nate Shot came out on a Twitch stream and said a leak almost stopped that deal at the 11th hour not the 12th hour mm-hmm. so oh so you know so it was' fine the radar <laughs> and then days later we find out optic gaming is now back reacquired by hex and hex has a very similar notion about the original leak many many months ago not anything that we reported I just want to clarify that because <laughs> I am scared of hex and I love him as well at the same time but with that he comes mm. out in the same week span of la thieves and the hundred thieves and now we find out optic gaming that initial leak also mm. almost stopped stopped Hex from being able to reacquire Optic Gaming. So my main question, I think the listeners would love to hear this as well, from our perspective, Mm -hmm. we're a news outlet, right? Yeah, It is our job to report the news, and so has this maybe changed your outlook on uh, if because it's let me mm,
1: yeah. because
2: leaks and embargoes are very different we they're would never different. break an embargo mm-hmm. never would mm-hmm. I, I think we like being trusted we are finally getting to the point where people will actually you know tell us stuff for once yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, was, I was getting so sick of orgs literally just in, in the dms they're like hey five minutes from
1: now, heads up. And I'm like, or, you know uh, what I used to hate is getting an email for like a story that broke an hour ago. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yo, why not just send it to you me get, an hour ago? You get the email and the
2: tweets already out. I'm like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Do you want me on yeah. your side or not? And, and then you get the embargoes for stuff that we just don't cover. But mm. hey, we love the game as well. Does this change your perspective on like, what if I was told from a trusted source some mm. gigantic news? Because mm. I think it's certainly changed and opened my eyes because we're new to this, right? right? Like, right. We haven't been here before. But I think both of these guys speaking out has certainly changed my approach as to what we might do in the future.
1: Okay, so I'm going to approach this from from the perspective of... Uh, You're my team leader. Yeah, I'm, I'm the team leader, right? So I'm the one who has to take into account, okay, how many views are we getting this week? How many views are we getting this month? Same for the website. Okay, what stories are we covering? What do we really need to hit on? What do we what embargoes are we making sure that we tackle and get out at the right time, right? And so, you know, my mind is always constantly on how good <clears throat> is esports talk doing as a platform and what can we do to improve? Uh, when you look at a leak, you look at some big news you've got under the table you think okay not gonna lie the first thing that comes to mind is okay what kind of reach could this bring us you know what kind of audience could breaking this story bring to our platform Mm -hmm. you know that's got to be one of the first considerations that comes into play for us as well as any other outlet out there Um, personally my thought has always been I never want to break a story that's going to affect somebody's job right I never want to put a source in an awkward position where hey if I break this story we break this story that person might be out of a job because obviously they're gonna be the one who leaked it to us and, you know, that's a rough situation to put them in, right? Yeah. You know, I personally I'd never considered that, hey, breaking a story about optic, you know being back under the Hex umbrella, you know, being part of the Chicago brand might ruin that deal. Same with LA Thieves. I didn't think that was, I would love to know more details on like how exactly would that ruin the deal? Is that like a CDL thing? I'm wondering if it's a CDL thing, because these are both CDL situations. Right. And we've seen similar stuff leaked before, and we've never heard even an inkling of these deals being like, you know, potentially ruined.
2: Yeah. And so obviously, again, you know, we're newer in the space and it's almost like we're kids in the game, but we have to learn as we go Mm. and so i think it's going to be very subjective but you know it it just makes you think of like the jacob wolfs right Mm. jacob wolf will will report and i guess it's it's a form of a leak before it is actually announced league of legends transfers all the time and you Mm. never hear about that affecting potential other moves yeah which it
1: could behind the scenes yeah for me it's
2: like i almost i almost want to say this is because it's both the call of duty scene and it's optic right Mm. these are brands that you just are so powerful and so die-heartedly followed by a lot of people out there. I Mm. almost wanna say it's almost like a a very um, one-off. If if it's an optic or if it's like a nade shot kind of thing, you don't want to mess with those kind of people, mm. and, and maybe the, or maybe it's the nature of the bigger deals, right? Maybe right, individual right. roster leaks are different from these gigantic transfers deals of, of LA Thieves coming to fruition or Optic Gaming coming back, right? So it, it makes me think at it's night. Possible. I'm like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Because certainly we're going to keep on getting information, and we have already. Sele- I mean, I get told things every day. I am blessed to have people tell me that stuff, and most of the time, I'm just like. I love knowing this, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say anything, mm-hmm. but it better prepares me when those moments do come. Yeah, I... But- yeah. But people don't see that side, right? People yeah, don't see yeah, the things that I don't say.
1: Yeah. And you know what, here here here's my my last bit on this. Uh, we will never break an embargo just for page views. Like believe me, I double triple check everything that goes it's live. It's not beneficial. It just yeah. makes yeah. cuz like no personally, sense. yeah, I I not uh, not only as a member of the industry but also a member of the community. Like I hate seeing these announcements ruined for people who put so much time and energy into like really, you know, making this whole big reveal you know like I kind of don't love the fact that I knew about optic and hex coming back together before the big pop happened you know I would have loved to see that you know when hex revealed it himself there is no story big enough that's worth breaking an embargo for it wouldn't yeah. do us enough
2: you know mm. yeah yeah absolutely. it's not worth the couple
1: hundred bucks that
2: it might bring
1: yeah yeah right <laughs> like I'd much rather you know not disrespect those people's work although I certainly understand why people do leak stuff you know hey I'm not gonna I'm not here to bag on that teach and yeah you know I think if if we were in a situation where perhaps if we heard about misconduct in an org, something like that, you know, hey, I think that's a story. We could see a moral region to leak that to help those people being treated unfairly. Yeah. But anything that's not within that realm, I can't see it.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to pick your brains. I'm sure people mm. love hearing that side of things. You know, there's just so much that is, is out there. So, uh, yeah, very interesting topic. We will uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>
1: All right, Jake. You know, I figured I'd wrap things up for my last topic of the week with, you know, a a fun old complainy. You know, like uh, let's just let's just complain for a second. You know, yes, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) About nothing too serious, nothing involving players getting kicked out of teams or saying naughty stuff, or you know, just just some good old fun. Yeah, why are you doing this, my guy? I love it. Some great A banter. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, I don't know if you've heard about the exclusive content coming to Call of Duty Cold War for the PlayStation.
2: Ah, I only did once you actually showed me it, Uh and I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about it. Yeah, right, because it is
1: ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Yes, and you you are talking about if you are owning a PlayStation,
1: the content you get or the benefits you
2: get that other console or PC users will not be getting.
1: Absolutely, and let me be clear right out the bat, I am a PlayStation guy, and through i've tried to get a ps5 literally like every day since the pre-order started no luck so far xan is very sad you know but but... now
2: we know why you're still trying to get one golly
1: gee (laughs) yeah with deals like this how could i not (laughs) but um anyway so yeah uh, as a lot of people know out there uh playstation has an exclusive arrangement with activision the company that owns call of duty to get like some some exclusive stuff every year just to incentivize people to buy call of duty on a playstation as opposed to an xbox or a pc however for this year they're taking things a little bit too far and let me just run down the list of insane stuff that playstation people get over xbox or pc players uh any playstation player will get two extra creator class slots which is just a straight up that's a gameplay thing why are you doing that to people <laughs> that just sounds mean yeah that's <laughs> like just not gonna lie it's like a, it's a quality of life update yeah it's, yeah <laughs> Like what? Like that? Just that? Honestly, that's not, like somebody at PlayStation was like mad. They it's, were like,
2: like, oh, it, it, it's like it's like if RuneScape was on PlayStation. They're mm-hmm. like, you get RuneScape membership if you're on PlayStation. Uh-huh. You got to play the regular game if you're on Xbox. It's like yeah, there's so yeah, much right? of a quality of life difference. Now it's not that big, but, but it's it's something. It's right? pretty
1: major. I mean, picking an extra class. I mean, that's like literally the, the first thing I try to do in any Call of Duty yeah. game. Like you set up your classes. You know, um, not only that, but you get to skip tiers uh, in the Battle Pass. As far as I know, I believe that's what that, how that works. You get extra weapon experience, which just saving a ton of time. <laughs> you also get double experience events every single month, exclusively for PlayStation. Not only that, but you get a bonus uh, experience boost anytime you play with exclusively PlayStation parties. Wow. So that's a lot of stuff right there.
2: Yeah. And obviously from a business standpoint, this being the same year or time of year where a brand new PlayStation yeah, is it, also it is being released, yeah. it is a very important launch, mm-hmm. which was probably already going to do well. And right. this probably just further adds to that list. Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, obviously it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And no one is talking about it enough to care. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, all we're seeing on Twitter is fake Xbox vaping videos. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, right. So PlayStation's <laughs> rolling in it right now. And they're like, they see those like just chilling. double X. And it works. <laughs>
1: you can vape into our well, consoles. Like it's. Let's also be real. PS5s have had some launch issues. Let's be fair. Yes, obviously. And so. Yeah. The Xbox vaping. vaping I actually, there was contention about that just this morning. I believe uh, a very famous Polish YouTuber, one of the biggest one in Poland, uh, he did an interview with the guy who published that Xbox Xbox vaping video. He doubled down. He was like, "For real? I'm not kidding. That was legit. I don't believe him at all because that's not what smoke would look like coming out of that kind of hardware." But doubling down like that with the biggest Polish YouTuber. It did look like a a humidifier. It was very, it
2: was not, it was not like a... A surgical smoke, like a, an actual like yeah, electric yeah, fire. Like, you know, I'm sounding so that, stupid. That you know of what of, I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: Hardware fires, like something like this, like a fire would start maybe in the. PA, it's not like going to look like water vapor. It would start from like the power supply unit or something like that, and it would be like dark. It would be like you, yeah, it I would honestly be like black. It literally looks like a
2: humidifier that water vapor kind of. Mm. But hey, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's kind of what we're where
2: we're at right now on the internet, right? Uh-huh, I right. mean, I saw it and I believed it. <laughs> I didn't think that's not
1: the right color smoke well yeah to be fair yeah you have to be a hardware person to think like oh yeah yeah, and then it it takes two
2: or three full days where finally people are like oh they're probably faked and i'm (laughs) like oh i mean hey it doesn't sway us because i Uh, i am more so a playstation guy than xbox guy but i'm a pc guy at heart so Mm, like that's all mm, i care about but it's funny that that's like a that's actually
1: a potential like (laughs) playstation's like loving it right now yeah i I feel so bad for the marketing people at these companies like literally like every week because they they hit these this random stuff that they know is obviously fake and what are they supposed to do
2: it literally could have happened to either side too. yeah like yeah, both sides could have had vape smoke pouring uh-huh. out of them and then what do we do yeah yeah <laughs> like what? either way both sides. i mean oh yeah here we go uh-huh. either way xbox playstation doing great things as well but mm-hmm. if you're on playstation obvious benefits yeah a little bit <laughs> And very lastly, why not talk about Twitch, right? It's uh, certainly going to be an ongoing on topic. On
1: this week's episode of Twitch
2: Why. Why? Twitch Why? Why? What are you, what are you doing, my guy? Uh, unfortunately, we <laughs> talked about this past week, Twitch actually issued an apology mm. with a statement with some further clarification on the DMCA issue. First time in like, was how, how, the last time you saw an apology from Twitch? I don't think I've... Ever seen anything from mm. Twitch that says we're sorry, but yeah. hey. I looked, I take, couldn't find anything. Yeah, <laughs> a <laughs> keyword search. Yeah, uh, but take it for what it is. I do appreciate the apology. I'm sure Twitch streamers do as well. Mm. Uh, more importantly, Twitch streamers realized in that apology pretty empty given the fact that they kind of just said, hey, we're sorry we really can't help you right now. Like, to Make sure to mute everything you're unsure about, delete uh, everything you're unsure about, and we will try and get to everybody and work on future development tools that will keep this DMCA thing from being an issue in the future. I will stress as well, I am still concerned about lower and middle tier streamers mm-hmm. who are still banned by DMCA. Meanwhile, top streamers have had really no issues being unbanned pretty fast within yeah, a couple hours, hours or a couple of days max. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am worried about that. But more importantly, a recent tweet as well in someone talking about in-game options Audio and in game music, Twitch decided to respond, and uh, it, it was one of their most quoted <laughs> tweets of, of a long, long time.
1: I'd say this goes right up there with that tweet from uh, Alex Hutchinson a couple weeks ago, where yeah. he was like, Yeah, streamers should pay to uh, stream their games. Very much so. Where Twitch was like, Hey, just, you know, the the whole aspect of playing game, you know, you got the, at its base level, it's the audio experience of playing the game paired with the video experience with the tactile experience in the middle. And they're just like, yeah, get rid of one of those three pillars. Just, you know, just don't have any audio while you're playing your games.
2: Twitch responded and said, just mute the in-game audio. That obviously causing a gigantic issue because Uh if you didn't catch it, Google Stadia director... Or one of them, uh,
1: Alex uh, he, Hutchinson. Bang bang click. Yeah, not actually a director. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. worked for a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah works yeah. for
2: one of the Stadia studio. It's yeah. confusing. But uh-huh. he came out a couple weeks back and said streamers should actually pay to play the games they stream. The issue being, if you're going to mute your in-game audio after paying for the game, mm-hmm. that's the issue, right? You are paying in full. Let's say it's sixty dollars title, and then because of DMCA, you can't listen to in-game music. And but the fact they
1: said mute your in-game audio kind of just very poorly worded in my opinion. I've also seen some people concerned that hey, my DMCA might have actually come from like an audio cue that played.
2: Yeah, so yeah. you know you, you've seen so many things now, and we yeah. cannot confirm that, but uh-huh. I would not be surprised because yeah. we've also seen IRL streams be DMCA'd for IRL sirens. Mm-hmm. So those things have been popping up for just. It's obviously, it's it's a mess. It's
1: a mess, especially because, like, you know, the one thing I hated in this response on Twitch is, like, they didn't really address the issue that a lot of streamers have been running into, where even if they do everything that Twitch says even they should they do, even if they delete, even if they get rid of millions of clips, hundreds of yeah. hours of, like, content that people love to see, even if they get rid of that, they still might catch a ban.
2: Yep, Devin so. Ash has a great video on that, how your clips and your VODs are still stored on some Twitch servers, and that's mm. why we saw a number of streamers still being banned, whether they've already deleted or in the process mm. of deleting. So either way, Twitch did say sorry. That sorry felt empty from a lot of people out there. And the responses they have continued to make have continued to rile up people even further. As per usual. All we can do now is, is really just hope. Why Twitch? Why? <laughs> as per usual we hope you guys all enjoy the esports rewind podcast thank you all for listening Mm -hmm. spicy topics as per usual i'm gonna beat you to one thing thanks to all of you guys who sent us dms either uh, uh, on my twitter or on the main twitter as well really appreciate that we get so many stories from you guys and just super thankful for all of you guys who send that stuff in now zane See these folks out of here. Just give them
1: with the outro. You know, we'll short and simple this week. I'll keep it simple. Uh, you know, We're also on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network, just in case you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on your mobile phone, like really anywhere at all. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Just type in P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. We're right there alongside a lot of other fantastic esports and gaming news podcasts. So by all means, swing through, check it out, download an episode. It does help support us a lot. Thank you, guys. Shout out to our audio listeners. If you'd like some more esports news, you can find us on YouTube at Esports Talk. We're on Twitter at talk underscore esports, Instagram esports underscore talk and quick announcement my guy we're starting up the tiktok you know we're getting some small stuff going hit there hit them yeah uh, pff, uh it's it's just esports talk let's look up esports talk we're right there you yeah know. we're gonna try and get the tiktok game down yeah we'll yeah we'll see what happens now now that tiktok we now that we don't have to worry about the platform like disappearing from the country yeah. now we're like okay maybe we can exist there so you know we're gonna try and out. figure
2: out what content goes on there as we keep on pumping out content for mm. you guys as per usual hope you guys all enjoy the esports rewind podcast same time same day